feel like you could be experiencing a quarter life crisis or quarter life confusion as I like to call it, then Love My Quarter Life might just be the podcast you've been waiting for. The weekly episodes offer you digestible, actionable and relatable guidance to help you navigate the oh so common challenges that our quarter lives throw at us. So if you're in your 20s or 30s and feeling stuck, confused, lost and unfulfilled, then welcome to the club. You're not alone, you're in the right place and I think you're gonna like it here. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Love My Quarter Life, the podcast here to help you overcome the overwhelm of quarter life confusion. I'm Beth Schofield, your host and quarter life mentor. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you're good. I hope you're having a great week and I hope your quarter life is treating you well. If it isn't, if things are a little bit rough at the moment, I'm sorry. I know that January can be a tough month during the winter time for the majority of countries in the world it always seems to go on forever and ever January as well doesn't it but we are finally at the end and February is just upon us so you are nearly through the worst of it I wanted to say that if you haven't set any goals yet for 2024 and you want to then please know that it's not too late. I really don't want you to think, oh, well, it's February now, so there's no point in setting any goals because this just isn't true and you're not getting off the hook that easy, all right? We still have 11 months of the year and you can decide now if you want those 11 months to be different, if you want them to be more intentional, productive, meaningful, and also whether you want them to help you achieve something important to you, all right? If you do, then please go and check out my goal setting episode from about three weeks ago, I think. On the episode, I walk you through a goal setting process and I even provide you with a template that you can use to create a roadmap for your goals throughout the year. Now, if you have already set your goals for this year, um, now that we are at the end of the first month, this is a great time to do a goal review. So reflect on the last month. What did you do? What actions did you take? What decisions did you make? Did you progress towards any of the goals that you set? And when you have a look, if it looks like a goal that you've set for yourself might be too unrealistic or too difficult because we're a month in now and you just haven't worked on it at all or you've put as much time as possible into it and it definitely isn't going to kind of progress as fast as you want, then now is a great time to change that goal or adapt it or just get rid of it altogether. For example, one of my goals was to attend one Pilates class per week. I haven't attended one. I haven't even thought about attending Pilates, to be honest. The goal felt and sounded really good back in December when I made it, but the reality is I am honestly not going to attend a weekly Pilates class. And so that goal is just getting the boot. There is no shame in getting rid of some of your goals, especially if removing them is going to help you achieve a more important one. All right, so enough about goals. I want to move on to today's very important topic, which is all about FOMO. FOMO is something which impacts all of us and it is especially prevalent in our 20s and 30s. I've struggled with it a lot in my 20s and I still struggle with it occasionally now, to be honest. I think it is a very natural experience that we all go through. 
but I have learned a few coping strategies over the years which have made a really big difference and I'm going to share them with you on this episode in the hope that they will make a difference to you as well. All right, let's do it. So before we dive into the strategies to reduce FOMO, let's talk about what it is and why we experience it. So FOMO is a feeling of anxiety or apprehension which forms when there is an event taking place which we are not attending. So FOMO can happen in real time while this event is actually happening in our absence. And we can also experience FOMO in the run-up to the event taking place as well. And having FOMO in the run-up to an event is actually often a reason why we might decide to attend an event or not if we have the option to attend it. Think about how many times you've said yes to something because of FOMO. And there are a few reasons why we feel this apprehension and discomfort and that fear of missing out. The main reason is that as humans, we are social creatures and we are wired to feel connected to other humans. Going back to the times of cavemen, if you were excluded from the tribe or the community, then your chance of survival was significantly reduced. And so our brains want us to be connected to other people. They want us to be a part of the community because that is the safest place to be. So if an event is taking place and all of our friends are there except for us, then we naturally feel a sense of exclusion from the group. Another reason from a behavioral science perspective is that humans are impacted twice as much from losses as we are from gains. So when we relate this to FOMO, the gain would be attending the event while the loss would be not attending it. So we naturally feel the loss of missing out on the event a lot deeper than we would feel the gain of attending it. So those are the psychological and biological explanations of FOMO, which really help us to understand the reason we experience it on its kind of most basic form but the main reason why we are experiencing FOMO on a very deep level these days as a society is because of social media so because of social media we are aware of everything that our friends are doing we're aware of everything that is going on in our city we are aware of all of the gigs and festivals where our favorite artists are playing We are aware of the new restaurants and bars and cafes that are opening up and the new bottomless brunch menus that are popping up everywhere. We are surrounded by things happening constantly. And because these events and experiences are all photographed and videoed and they look bloody amazing, it is impossible to not want to be a part of them. Another thing which contributes to FOMO or specifically which contributes to us saying yes to things because of FOMO is because we all want to have amazing Instagram feeds and look like we are living a crazy fabulous life all of the time and so we are more likely to say yes to attending an event if it provides a good opportunity for posting. Now that might sound ridiculous but let's be honest when you've been making a decision about attending an event or going to do something Has the fact that it could make for a really cool Instagram post ever been a factor in your decision? It has for me. I'm not proud to say that, but it definitely has for me. 
So in our daily life, we are bombarded with things that make us feel like we are missing out and we're obsessed with posting things ourselves and wanting to create a perfect Instagram profile. And these things all together form a huge recipe for FOMO. But luckily, I have some strategies up my sleeve, which I know from my own experience help to really reduce FOMO. And I'm going to go through them now. So grab a pen and a bit of paper and listen up. The first strategy to reduce FOMO, and you can probably guess this one to be honest, (laughs) is to reduce your time on social media. And there are two ways to do this. So the first is just to reduce your time on social media in general on a day-to-day basis. So if you spend three hours a day on social, try to get that down to one hour. The less time you spend looking at all of the amazing events and experiences that are happening in your feed, the less left out you will feel. The second is to specifically reduce time on social media or eliminate it completely if there is a particular event happening live in that moment which you are not attending. So whether your friends are all attending it and you're not or if there's just loads of footage of this thing taking place and you just really want to be there, do not watch it. Don't look at the posts, put your phone down and do something else. You are literally torturing yourself if you are glued to your screen looking at everyone having an incredible time while you are at home. I get massive FOMO every year when Glastonbury is on. It is all over the television. And while I love watching the sets on TV, I get the worst FOMO. So now I just don't watch it. Last year, I went back to watch the recordings after the festival had ended and it was a lot easier to enjoy the footage after it had taken place. So first thing you need to do is just reduce your exposure to the thing that you have FOMO about. It might be really difficult to do because you want to be involved and you want to see what's happening. But trust me, it is absolutely worth it. The second thing you can do to reduce FOMO is to fill that time with something really fun and enjoyable or with something really productive and meaningful. So if there's an event happening and you are just beside yourself with FOMO, you really wish you were there, you're feeling anxious and stressed and upset, please don't just sit and wallow in those emotions. You need to try and distract yourself by filling in the time with either something that you love to do and is going to help to lift your mood and make you feel happy. Maybe you can go to the pub with a friend or go and get a massage or go and do a big shopping trip. Or you can fill that time with something that is going to make you feel really accomplished and proud. And that's going to get those happy hormones flowing. Something like doing exercise or cleaning the house or finishing a piece of work that you've been putting off or getting through your life admin to-do list. While those things might sound horrifically boring compared to the thing that you have FOMO about, at least they are going to give you a sense of accomplishment. So yes, you didn't get to go to the event, but you used that time wisely and you got X, Y, and Z ticked off your to-do list, okay? And this will make the fact that you didn't go to the event feel so much more worthwhile. All right, the next one is most relevant for when you are making a decision as to whether you want to go and attend something or not. So I think we've all been in a situation where we have to decide if we want to go to the thing or not. And oftentimes we want to go to the thing but we really know that we shouldn't. Maybe that's because we can't afford it. Maybe we've got a deadline looming and we need to work or study. 
Maybe we are in training and have a tight training schedule at the gym. Maybe we are saving money for something special. But despite all of those really important things, we still struggle to make a decision to not go to the thing because of FOMO. So in this situation, here's what I recommend. This is what I do and it really, really helps. So you're gonna make a list of all of the reasons for going to the event and then make a list of reasons for not going to the event. So I'm gonna give you an example. Let's say you've been invited to a friend's birthday next month and it's a bottomless brunch and it's gonna cost you 50 quid. But you have an interview for a big promotion at work on the Monday and you need to spend the weekend preparing. So the reasons for going are you want to celebrate your friend's birthday, you want to see all of the girls, you haven't been out in ages and you want to let your hair down and have a giggle, etc, etc. Reasons for not going, you have the interview on Monday and you need the weekend to prepare. This promotion is a huge pay rise and it's going to give your career a massive boost etc etc so once you've got your list you should have a clearer view of the reasons for and against going and be in a better position to weigh up what is most important to you if you are still struggling to decide after making the list you can ask yourself what you will regret more and this is a really powerful to ask when you are stuck in decisions like this because it forces you to think about what you are more willing to sacrifice in order to avoid regret. And this is something that always helps me gain clarity when I'm faced with a decision like this. Now, in order for you to be able to weigh up these options and make a decision, you're gonna have to have a good understanding of your priorities and goals. And this is why having goals is so valuable because they really help to guide us towards decisions and actions and behaviors that are ultimately gonna lead to an outcome which we really want to achieve. So going back to this example, if you had a goal to increase your salary by 10% this year and then you have the opportunity to get a promotion, then the decision between the brunch and the interview prep becomes a much easier one. Similarly, if you are quite happy with how things are going in your career, but your friendships and your social life are actually a really big area of, of improvement for you right now, and you had the goal of maybe making some more meaningful friendships this year and having more fun experiences, then the decision to go to the brunch becomes a lot easier to make. So understanding your goals and priorities is so important and they play a really helpful role in making decisions which aren't made because of FOMO, but rather are made because of how they align with your goals and priorities. My next strategy to help reduce FOMO is to use it for inspiration. So when you are scrolling through your phone and you're seeing that your friends are doing loads of cool stuff, which you would love to do as well, but for whatever reason, you haven't done it. Instead of letting that make you feel shit or jealous or inadequate, let it make you feel inspired to go out and do something similar. I'm always so, so inspired by what I see other people getting up to on Instagram. Like, traveling and skiing and doing dance classes and hiking up mountains and instead of looking at them and thinking oh wish I could do that or why don't I do stuff like that their life is amazing my life is so boring okay stop all of that self-pity and self-doubt and go out and create these experiences for yourself I say it all the time on this podcast things don't happen if you sit and wait for them to happen so be proactive Start planning something, do some research, save some money, 
do what you can to create and have the experiences that have only ever given you FOMO in the past. And the last tip that I want to share, and it is a bit of a cheesy one, but I have used it and it does help, and it's to be happy for them. So when you know that something is going on and you're not a part of it, but you really wish you were and it feels horrible, try and dig deep into the depths of your heart and feel happy for the people who are there. Tell yourself, I am happy for them and repeat it until you actually do start to genuinely feel happy for them. This is honestly going to make you feel so much better when you are really struggling with FOMO. Okay, that brings us to the end of our chat about FOMO today. This has been a very quick one, but I hope it has been helpful. And I really hope that you can use some of these strategies to help lighten the heaviness that FOMO can bring. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please help me get it into more ears by leaving a review wherever you are listening. Reviews play such a huge role in the visibility and growth of the podcasts. And so if you could take... 30 seconds to leave a very quick comment. I would be so, so grateful. Okay, that is it from me today. I hope you have an amazing week, whatever you are up to, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.